welcome to Game Moment, a collaborative storytelling collective building a world one game at a time. This week, we will be playing God Killer by Connie Chang. If you like what we're doing here, you can follow us on Blue Sky at Game Moment, where you can join our Discord. And check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash gamemoven. on Game Oven, we witnessed the ascension of Wylo, the devout, who slew their god Deontor, a creator god, to become the god of industry with the help of a local thief named Lotharis, who they quickly became very close with. Years later, as Wylo's domain expanded, it was discovered that Lotharis was bound to Elysi, goddess of woven life, and that she was meant to be a sacrifice. So Lotharis traveled to a home she never knew and slew the goddess, saving the life of the child meant to be sacrificed that very night, and becoming the goddess of water, undeath, and thieves. Or as she likes to say, the goddess of the sea, scoundrels, and second chances. Now to see what changes will come and what the future holds for this divine power couple, and to the people who follow them. So, what do you do now? After Lotharis has ascended and she comes back up to the top of the pyramid, because she has a couple things she needs to get done quickly. First off, she needs to deal with the priests at the top of the tower. The ones that she warned that she was there to kill their god. The ones who she warned that if they let the child go and got out of her way, she would let them live, but they didn't listen, did they? You ascend, first through water and then through air, as if it was as easy as walking. You arrive at the top and priests, some have left, some took the reasonable way out and literally just have run out the door they are gone but of those in attendance there are still three witnessing your divinity I told you what would happen what have you done what are you I'm the new god of the sea and scoundrels and I'm going to keep my word and she just pulls all the water from their bodies. Three desiccated husks fall to the ground. I'm sure there will be more cleaning up to do later, but first things first, sees that the bodies are, most of them just get pushed out into the sea, but she leaves one just in case, because Gonna have to reorganize a lot of the priesthood. A sea breeze wafts into the room 
and carries bodies, the dust of what was once mere moments ago, life into the air and gone, leaving robes and knives and very little else. As you exit this top most high point for miles and miles and miles around, the gates to your temple are thrown wide and hundreds of people stream in. What do you do? She goes to where they can see her. Goes to where they can see that there is a new goddess. And also, I had in my head that when someone ascends to divinity, they get to sort of essentially choose their form. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot has changed about her. I think it's pretty much just... I think it might just be in the eyes. Mm -hmm. The color, she's always had eyes that could be compared to the ocean, green, blue. Mm -hmm. Colors get a little bit more intense. Any other changes are not obvious. And she speaks to her people and tells them that things are going to change. There will be no more sacrifices. The old goddess is gone. Your words echo effortlessly through the air and into the hearts and minds of those that worshipped your divinity. And without a thought, many of them fall to their knees for you. As you look out over them, you see past them to where there are piles of clothes and rags, bandages, piled throughout the city. The servants that you let go. Many of those bodies will be interned in a formerly fallow patch of land, which in time I think it's turned into a garden of sorts. Mm-hmm. As sort of an homage to Nyx, the transition. Mm-hmm. She still pays her respect. It's good to have friends, especially old and powerful ones, and Nyx did provide some help, and the rest are tossed into the ocean, because there are things down there that might need a little bit more convincing, but she can win them over in time. In time. The ocean is deep. Impossibly deep. Even your dominion only extends so far down. There are things down there that are older and more dangerous than you could possibly want to consider fathoming. And you choose not to because they do not pay you any mind. Why should you pay them? As long as they don't get in my way, there's no issue. As your divinity truly settles in You feel almost a connection for reaching out. And hey, if I'm going off book here, like way off book, I just had a really good idea here. So, but if I'm going off book, feel free to just cut this. I'm I'm playing in space. Do it, do it, do it, do it. As 
your divinity truly and fully sets in. You feel connections spidering out to other gods. You can feel them a little bit. You can reach out and see where the bounds of your domain ends and another's begins. But there is one domain that is a little bit more malleable. Home. I don't think she returns to the island on the first night just because there are things to settle. First things first is we need to get the child back with their family. She mm-hmm. reaches out to her friends, those who survived, the ones who helped her. I don't think she ever got the woman's name. Mm-hmm. But she asks them to see about getting the child back with their family because I think she still has the connection to that child. Yeah. There's still that binding. I don't think she ever puts any expectation into that binding. No, but it is an expectation that you know you can pull on forever. This child will grow up to be exceptional because they were promised for... Fate is a powerful thing. You are. This is something that you have come to learn. It isn't intangible, but it is extant. Fate is like kinetic energy, and it is something that can be leveraged. And at one point, this little one's fate was to be leveraged as food for your divinity. You are eschewing that. And you will be weaker for it. You know this. These sacrifices were not done out of pure, unbridled hubris. They were done with a purpose, and you would grow stronger with this little one's fate as a power that you can command. That's not the case anymore. This little one's fate is theirs and theirs alone. And the last time somebody remembered a little one getting away, they became a god. So who knows what this one will do. Lotharis is not going to place any expectations. I don't think she makes any attempt to even see the child for a while. I feel like probably the parents flee. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, valid just in case. She has Kendrick or whoever help them. That child is going to get a chance to decide her own, their own fate. Mm-hmm. And I think Clotharis might even allow if the child wants to one day tug on that string themselves. Find out. Just because it's always been done a certain way, you can change things up a bit and... You make your own fate. Mm-hmm. Also, she does keep her word with Kendrick and gets him in on some of the shipping <laughs> and working with Wylo as that begins to expand. But I think it's the it's at the end of the first full day of her being a god that she finally gets a chance to go to the island. 
do you take Kendrick with you, or do you let Kendrick kind of get his bearings with the new situation? I think she leaves Kendrick, because I think she just hops into the well and pops up somewhere on the island. Water is like a portal to you at this point. Oceanic travel is more of a... If you are traveling over water, it is because you want to at this point. Because mm-hmm. it is as simple as diving to the bottom of your well and emerging within the fountain in Wylo's temple. Something that you know that you would not be able to do if you were not a friendly deity. Yeah. Also, she knows... I feel like she's been gone for like a month, a month and a half. She's not sure how much longer Wylo can keep it together. So she's like, I, I'm just I'm just going to shortcut. I'll see you there when you get there, Kendrick. Bye-bye. All right. I, oh, oh, oh. Where does fucking 48 hours I have in my life? I have a say what? You emerge in the fountain in Wylo's temple. And you were expecting to find the place in disarray, but it is quiet. And you see Wylo sitting in their throne. Well, that was a little unexpected. Sorry I took so long, had some matters to deal with, and a priesthood to... Well, thankfully I only had to get rid of half of them. Ah, you're better than me. Once they saw what I did to the first ones, they saw reason, and not all were fond of what my predecessor did. Wylo stands up to their full height. Yeah, I forgot Wylo's. Wylo is a very tall beanpole. They are a beanpole. They're dark baggy mop of hair is pulled back into like a tight ponytail. The robes that they wear are long and black, and there is a train that extends for a length that is either comical or deeply intimidating, depending on who you are. The Ferris just is like, they're such a diva. And they walk down the stairs and extend a hand. And she does just as she did that day back in the forest, and she takes it. And unlike that day, they pull Letharis in and kiss them deeply and step back and just admire Letharis's divinity. I believe at this point, my darling, we might actually be unstoppable. If anything can stop us, well, I'm not sure what it would be. Me either. I'd say it was quite an educational experience. I bet. Wine? Tell me about it. Would love some. And they snap their fingers. And a bottle appears, two glasses, pour, talk. And she tells Wilo everything, the entire story. 
She did get the dagger back mm -hmm. eventually. Good. Yeah, she wasn't just going to leave that. And I also feel, because I wanted her to be able to give Wilo something similar. So maybe at some point in the fight, part of the spear broke off. Mm. So she took that and maybe a piece of bone or driftwood and fashioned it into like a little stiletto dagger. <laughs> a match. symbolic and dangerous pulls the spear out of nowhere I couldn't exactly just hand this over no I suppose I don't know if it'll let me we'll secure it no I'm not worried about it being stolen or lost makes it vanish so what all have you been planning while I was gone well we'd always talked about expanding west Decided to uh, commission a couple of the uh, of the thirteen to start some investigations out that way. These things take time, but I suppose with certain advantages, maybe some of that time can be expedited. I'm certain it can, and I think even though she didn't keep. The spies, she still remembers a lot of what she saw when she was looking through their eyes. Mm -hmm. So, yes, that's not as much as if she had kept them forever, but that's still information. And it is information. And you know that this is also an ability that you have now. You can make more of these. Whether you choose to or not is, of course, up to you. I think she finds a better way to do it. Just finds a different approach to using the power that maybe it's more of like a fountain of youth situation. Be nice. There's lots of options, and she's got Wylo and whatever the rest of the 13 they've been able to get ascended into Godhood. Mm-hmm. Oh, Wylo does not want the 13 ascending. The 13 are working for Wylo. And I think particularly after the events of the first time around, Wylo wants to keep a certain level of authority over those working for them. That makes sense. I do think Letharis has to remind them sometimes about the importance of taking care of people. Because people are useful. That's true. I will also remind you that what Letharis gave up was any inhibition. Oh, that's for herself. That's fair. That's for herself. That's fair. She, she's still a thief. She... You can't steal from people if they're all dead. I mean, okay, fair. I mean, well, I mean, okay, no, I take that back. Grave robbing exists. <laughs> yeah, but that's boring. Yeah. <laughs> There's no challenge in that. Rob better graves. There's dragons guarding one. It's annoying. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anything else? Aside from Letharis does get 
help from the people who were less afraid to stand against Alice to kind of change how things run in the town. Mm-hmm. And she does genuinely try to be a better goddess than Elise was. Oh, bar to jump. Yeah, not not really. Nope. Mm-hmm. And I, she has Royce help some, but after that, it's just he can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. And she does spend a lot of time with him too. Fair. Just getting to know the stories of the parents she never got to meet. Royce is frequently bewildered by the situation, but is uh, happy to get to know his needs. It's not every day you meet your niece and then 12 hours later, she's a goddess. Right? It's a weird time. She probably gives him about a month to get used to that before introducing Wilo and um, makes Wilo dress more like a normal person. They don't like it but they do it anyways it's just for her uncle it's just for my uncle darling <sighs> he's having enough of a time with me I don't know if he can handle you more people should learn to handle resplendence but fine fine we just, we just apparently gotta ease him into it Milo basically wears a business suit to that one. <laughs> business robes. Of course. Of course. I also had the thought of the reason beforehand Lathera's kind of tried to keep her Wilo's relationship on the down low is because she didn't want to pose a sort of weakness for them. Mm. But that she's a kind of she doesn't care. No. There is no subtlety. No. It is on main. On main, absolutely. Doesn't hide the stomach either. Mm-hmm. Just, nope, if you have a problem, you can take it up with my partner. Mm-hmm. They're figuring out guns. <laughs> did we set up for Magitech Empire? I think we did. I mean, look, we opened the door. If someone wants to uh, wants to walk on through, that's their business. Well, they absolutely will. I want to. Mm-hmm. I guess moving on to more general, because this is happening pretty far way away from the main established mainland. Sure. This is happening far away from Zalo and the Undying Empire. It's probably like. A continent over. But I'm curious for the mortal side, aside from the 13, obviously, what do you think worship of Wilo looks like? Hmm. And how do people pray to Wilo? You know, I think Wilo tries to make it as easy as possible for people to worship them. They grew up in a society where faith was totality. And while they recognize that there are strengths in that, the weakness is that you really dilute down who is able to properly give alms. 
And that is something that they, especially after their ascendancy, saw as a weakness. I think every time, especially when they are dealing with a business that Wylo and the Faith are involved with, that is considered a prayer. Anytime that a follower exchanges in really any kind of commerce that is in and of itself its own form of worship. Wylo wants to be perceived as a deity that allows for the flow of, you know, what makes life good. And not money, but the actual exchange. So whether this is barter, whether it is trade, people who end up really becoming devoted to Wylo, these are craftspeople who are making some of the best goods in their area, and they want to make sure they are getting a good price. These are merchants who are trying to not just turn a, you know, a quick coin, but are trying to create a really good, you know, system for exchanging goods, like logistics. Like it's the nerdy part of commerce that we don't think about, but it is also that human element as well. Worship takes many forms, but at the end of the day, it all comes back to that central thesis of making people's lives better through this very specific type of thing. Yeah, I like that because it also means people could be worshiping Wilo everywhere, even people that haven't heard of them. Absolutely. Potentially. Anywhere that a business that Wilo is involved with is may as well be a temple. They are insidious. They are everywhere. How annoyed do you think they are that there's probably a place far away where they can feel people are worshipping, but they can't figure anything out about that place? I think it would oscillate from year to year of being a fun mystery and deeply and incredibly frustrating. Wylo has expeditionary forces specifically to try and ferret out, like, this is, these are people who are doing the things that they need to do to worship me. Why aren't they? Where are they? Let's bring them into the fold. Whether or not that happens or not is another story entirely. Because one part of Wilo's story that I kind of wanted to touch back on was Kafasa, the guard who was supposed to keep the Scion safe. Listeners, when I originally pitched this, I fully expected this to be the birthplace of the Undying Empire, and that is not what we ended up with. Oh. Not exactly. Oh. At least not the one that we've seen. This feels different. This feels like something else. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of hallmarks of what we've seen of the Undying Empire propaganda that strike very similar here. So I was 
I spent a couple weeks trying to figure out why. Mm -hmm. And I had the idea that maybe Kafasa, after losing everything, ended up going on a journey of their own. That Kafasa might be the link. And I don't think anyone remembers him anymore. No. I think Wylo weeks later has a thought of like, oh right, what happened to and then they're just they're just gone. Yeah, you don't remember the name anymore. The name yeah. is gone. They are stricken. And I think maybe we Ferris and Wylo suspect that there's something weird about that weird void place that they can't quite figure out. But they can't have they don't they don't know yet. They haven't figured it out yet. Because for Latheris, the way people worship her, I think she also makes it easy, but that's she's also just been more free-spirited than Lilo was, and still is. Yeah. I, I do find it funny that, domain-wise, Lilo is, like, a lot more regimented and controlled than Latheris is, mm-hmm. but in their relationship... Latheris is the one that keeps Wylo steady. <laughs> and we've also created a situation where Wylo may one day be the voice of reason. And that's terrifying. I mean, look, here, here's the thing. They keep each other in check until the moment they don't. Yeah. And the moment they don't, you better run. <laughs> better run. I'm gonna be bad. I do like the thought of one of the ways people can pray to Lotharis is whispering a wish into a well. Ooh, that's fun. You left it wide open for that. Yeah, yeah. And I think she's also really popular with thieves. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, especially pirates. Especially pirates. Especially pirates. Absolutely. Absolutely pirates. Well, pirates and mer- and merchants, I feel like, especially if yeah. like that relationship between Latheris and Wylo is known, like those are two names you keep on your lips at every good and bad moment. Because if one is not helping you, the other is. Like that goes for like I mean any seafarer. But if you piss one of them off, buddy, you're yeah, no, like, do not, do not Good job. give somebody a raw deal while you are on the sea, because if Wylo finds out, Latheris will find out, and there may be a discussion. Their bartering may happen. I don't know if it'd be less of a, dis- more of a discussion of um, who gets them. It's more of a who gets to do what and which ones do we let live. Mm-hmm. It's a, is this bad enough? Yeah, probably. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> so, are we breaking out the Leviathan, or do we want to stick some of the little sea monsters on him? Because some of the little ones are kind of getting hungry. Uh, the little ones are fun. The little ones are fun. Yeah. I'm very excited to see how this impacts main campaign stuff. be fun to see what everybody does with it. Yeah. Because... Like, I'm just going to go ahead and establish this in canon. I think the connection 
the bond to the child passes down in their family. Mm. Could be. I think one day it might enter a certain family line. That'll be something. A continent away. Mm. Royal line. That's something. Dear listeners, yes, I am saying Irene. <laughs> Come on, Irene. I poor character that just got absolutely fucked over in Kingdom. Oh. Well, I would say roll of dice. It doesn't involve dice rolls, but the um, same gist. Didn't have a good time. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that that boon, that blessing, that connection is also in her bloodline. This game's so fun. <laughs> They're so good. I was like, there were two ways that could go wrong, which is Lefaris dies and Wiley goes off the absolute deep end and it's terrible. Yep. Which would have happened. Oh, yeah. So the thing that I had in mind for if I got a curse off of it was that we weren't able to get to each other for some reason and just like, oh, help anyone standing between them. And my, and it's funny because this is arguably the second worst outcome because now Lotharis has no inhibition. Yeah, Milo's impulse control just lost her impulse control. Have fun! Uh-huh. I'm certain this will have no repercussions in the future. Before we fully sign off, remind people where we can find your stuff and how we can support your stuff because you were awesome. This was fun. You did great. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, this was a blast and a half. You can find me on another path as the DM. So if you liked what I did here tonight, you can hear me do a whole hell of a lot more of it. We've been going for, oh, geez, I think we're six years going to be going on seven here pretty soon. We have a long running we, uh, a campaign that is fully done if you want to dive in and binge or if you just want to hop in with what's going on uh, when this comes out. We do try and do a catch-up episode every so often. You can find me in places at uh, TQ Loudly. And if you want to know where to dive on in uh, whenever you're listening to this, just shoot me a message and I will uh, on there. Just give me an at and I will respond to it. I will probably see it. And I can uh, just tell you what our latest catch-up episode is. As of recording, it is heading home and heading out. You can also find me as a player if you preferred me on better on the other side of the table. You can catch me as a player on Imprinted Echoes, which is a cipher system actual play in the world of Numenera, which is all Monte Cook stuff, which is absolutely phenomenal. Definitely check that out if you haven't. And uh, you can also find me throughout the other various Ghostlays Media podcast network shows. Uh, I've been on most of them in some form or another but yeah come check us out if you like the the theater element uh that i uh, do kind of just drag with me wherever i end up going i think you're gonna enjoy what's going on over there having binged the most recent campaign of another path highly recommend thank you so much for joining us this was wonderful and we'll see you next time with Whatever we are doing after the God Potluck, we haven't decided yet at the time of this recording. Bye. I suggest Tavern Quest. I don't know what that means. Figure it out later. Bye. 
been listening to Gamelovin. If you like what we're doing, give us a follow over on Twitter or Blue Sky, and you can go become a patron at patreon.com slash This week's game was God Killer by Connie Chang, featuring Chase of Ghostlight Media as the GM, and me, Brianna G, as the Theris.